Greetings and welcome to Legally Uncensored. I am your host, Demetria Graves, Certified Family Law Specialist with offices in Pasadena, California and Beverly Hills, California. Thank you for listening. Today, our topic is the Tom Brady divorce. Actually, Giselle's divorce as well. But I'm calling it the Tom Brady divorce because his name is a little more popular right now than Giselle. Not to say that she's not important or popular, but he is still playing in the league and all that great stuff. So I'm calling it the Tom Brady divorce. And why am I talking about this? Because their divorce, or at least what has been reported now, represents a lot of the concepts that I have talked about in this podcast and represents what I would like to see more of across the board in the divorce space in terms of how couples navigate the process, what couples decide to share on social media. And one of the most important things for me is being mindful when there are children involved in the process. And because of how everything went down in this divorce, I thought it was important to talk about and highlight what I think occurred in their divorce so we can all try to do something similar that works best for us. Granted, they are celebrities. They might have access to different resources, but the concepts are the same. And last week, in the previous podcast, I talked about posting on social media what to share, what not to share. And their divorce represents a lot of that as well. We will talk about all of that. And listening to my past episodes, you will see that I am on a mission to help those going through the family law experience, may it be divorce, custody issues, whatever it may be, to get through that process as amicable as possible in the most cost-effective way as, as possible. And if there are children involved, to have the children less impacted as the adults transition to the next stages of their lives. Does that mean that there won't be conflict? Absolutely not. There will be matters that need to be resolved and handled during the process, but there is a way to do that. That is children-focused. That is as amicable as can be and quicker. So the longer you go, the more money you spend if you have lawyers to your lawyers are in the process. So the more you can come to a resolution or the faster you can come to a resolution, the better off you are in the long run. And there are factors sometimes that are out of our control. Heck, we just went through a whole pandemic, court calendars, that sort of thing. But the more that you agree, the less you have to go through those processes. So I'm going to talk about what I think happened with Tom Brady and Giselle to help them come out in what seems to be an amicable space, a healthy space, not only for themselves, but for their children. Number one, I would say acceptance. That at some point, both Tom Brady and his wife, Giselle, had to accept that the marriage was over. If one of them wanted the divorce or not, there was some form of acceptance to say, hey, this is kind of where we are. One or both of us want this. This is probably the way to go. What we see a lot of times is one person may or may not want the divorce and that kind of spirals out of control sometimes. 
But what I think happened here, number one, was acceptance. And acceptance can lead to a lot of discussion between the parties before they even get into a divorce space in terms of kind of what their goals are, what they're going to do, what they want to propose for the children, speaking to the children, and everything that that comes along with the divorce process. So number one, in my opinion, is probably acceptance. And sometimes the hardest step to do. There are cases now that I have in my office where the parties have are one or one party or, you know, both parties sometimes are so wrapped up in the emotion of what's happening. They are unable to accept the process and they are unable to move forward because they're so engaged in fighting with the other party and not focused on resolution, which is all of our focus here. Number two, what I think may have occurred is both sides selected attorneys that share their vision or shared their vision about what they wanted to see happen for their family, for their children, for their assets. And I think what happens or what happened here is they're both pretty financially sound, right? At at least that's what we are all led to believe. So I think that's another important step that we all should take into consideration in selecting attorneys that share your vision. There are some attorneys that sharing the vision of over litigation or litigation when it's not important or when it's not necessary. There are attorneys such as myself who are more results driven. Let's get it resolved. Let's get it on the table. What do we need to do so both parties can walk away in a sense that it's resolved? You might not always get what you want, but you get to decide what's going to happen. And I think that's a better space to be in. And when you do that, attorneys aren't wrapped up in the emotion of your position or the divorce. You want to select someone that can tell you this is right, this is wrong. You may be able to do this. You might not be able to do that. You don't want anyone that's going to tell you yes, 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 because that's not, for the most part, realistic in a divorce space. So in my professional opinion, they both selected even-headed, if you may, attorneys that didn't get wrapped up in the emotion of divorce, which is easy to do, which helped them decrease the animosity potentially, because it sounds like I said from the acceptance piece, they maybe had already done that before they came to their attorneys. And I suspect they were able to lay out for their attorneys kind of what their goals are, what they wanted to see happen. And the job of the attorney is to help you get to that space where it's finalized, help you with the paperwork, give you legal advice in terms of, you know, what are the ramifications of what you may or may not have previously agreed to. So I think they both selected great attorneys that shared their vision. Another step or another thing that I think they did was limit their social media postings surrounding the details of their divorce. We did see that there was talk about potential divorce. I, everyone speculated that it might come down the pipeline, but we didn't know for sure. And on the day that they announced that they actually divorced, there was speculation that one of the parties may or may not file that day. So they were able to get through a whole divorce without engaging us and letting us know every step of the way what was happening for their family. And I did a social media post 
And to me, that is important because as I mentioned in that previous podcast is everybody is watching. And then in their case, the whole world might be watching, right? But more importantly, your family is most likely watching your children and they do have older children in addition to, I believe, a young child. So we were able to speculate the whole way through, but we didn't know. And when the process was over, then they issued a joint statement sharing their mutual respect for each other, if it's true or not. But they issued a joint statement expressing their mutual respect for their friendship. And ultimately that they did what they felt was in the best interest of their children, which I can respect because now all of their the details of their lives is not on social media. We know that it has happened. They're going in their own um, separate directions, but it wasn't ugly. We didn't know about it. And I actually applaud them for that. And I think another thing that they did, which I think can be hard to do, right? When you're going through a process and you're dealing with your own personal emotions and how to navigate a process you most likely have never had to you have never had to transition before is hard work. So I do not take it lightly that people are going through a very hard time when they're divorcing, when there's children. And so I think it takes extra effort to keep your children at the forefront and remember that they're watching the both of you and that they're also experiencing the transition as well. So a lot of times what we do as parents greatly impacts our children and kind of how they will handle the experience. And so from what we saw, it appears they did a good job of keeping their children at the forefront and realizing that children are involved. As I mentioned, their actions as parents will impact kind of how their experience is during the divorce. So like I mentioned, it's really hard as parents to deal with, you know, still being a parent and also having to dissolve a relationship. And so it's important to understand that children have feelings too. They are transitioning as well. Their lives are changing as well. So it's always been my position as, you know, the less animosity they see between their parents, the better off their transition will be. And that's why I always say I think it's important to select a team, a divorce team, if you may. May it be a therapist, close family and friends to help you transition through that process. In addition to your kids needing their support system as well. And it's important not to ignore the children and their feelings and where they stand during the process as well. And I did a previous podcast with a special guest who discussed the impact divorce has on children, especially contentious divorces and what that looks like in the future. So it appears for Tom Brady and Giselle, they did a really good job, at least from their lack of social media postings about it, of keeping their kids at the forefront. Another important step I think they took was IDing what was really important to them, right? And I think that's part of acceptance that we we discussed. What is important to them? Was it, you know, houses or custody or support or whatever it was? It it sounded because it's it seems like they got through this pretty quickly, that the both of them were able to identify what was important to them. So 
Yes, the law kind of tells us what you are entitled to, but sometimes that is contradicting to what parties might actually think is relevant for their own lives. And parties are allowed to agree to what they want as long, uh, you know, of course it's legal and that sort of thing, but as long as it's legal and the parties agree to it, the courts aren't really going to fight a lot in terms of what the parties agree to. Back to what I said about having a team, I think they both, and it's probably not hard to do in their position, it seems like they were able to identify their support system, right? It wasn't social media. We know that because they didn't do a lot of posting there, but they were able to identify their system to help them get through this process. And it's important to mention that Tom Brady, as it appears, is is playing football during this time. A lot of parents and spouses have to do that. Despite going through a divorce, we still have to get up and go to work and be parents and perform on our jobs. And again, that is not easy to do. So I think it's important to always identify your people, if you may, during this process. Another important step is to maintain mutual respect. That does not mean that you have to like the other party. That does not mean that you're going to be best friends. But if you have children, you're always going to be family in some form. It's not what you probably established before, but you're going to be family. So I think if parties can at least try to mutually respect each other just for that sake, that that is the other parent of my child, then I think that helps to reduce the animosity while the process is in order I know a lot of times we say we have until the kids are 18 and we don't have to see each other. And I frankly don't think that that's true because children grow up, they graduate from school, they graduate from college or whatever they decide to do and they get married and have children. If we look at this long term, you are family. You are rearranging your family. Family might look different, but it's important to at least try to have mutual respect for one another and have a more family-centered approach than, oh my God, I hate that person so much, which might be true, but you can still attempt to have some form of mutual respect. And what I tell my clients when they come to me is don't focus on going to court, right? We have all of these expectations of what divorce should look like, what we should do. You can go through an entire divorce and never step foot in a courtroom. So I think the focus should be, as we saw here, is what do you want to accomplish? What are your goals? What would you love to see happen? And kind of focus on that rather than going to court. Because as I mentioned before in other podcasts, you can go to court, but a lot of judges don't know you, do not know your family. They will get to know you, but they also have several, they have many cases in front of your case And sometimes, you know, judges get frustrated as well. They have bad days. So just depending on the experience, you can't control what you're walking into. But the more you can come to an agreement, the more you can lay out what your goals are and the more that you and your ex can come to some middle ground, the better off you'll be. But it's really important to focus on your goals and not to focus on going to court. And it also appears to me that these two made knowledgeable decisions. It sounds like they spent some time hopefully speaking to their counsel about what their goals are, about what they wanted to accomplish. And they were able to make a knowledgeable decision about how they were going to move forward 
And I can only speculate that they felt comfortable with their decisions, speaking with their counsel, speaking with their spouse and that sort of thing. And then I guess what goes along with knowledgeable decisions, they knew what their long-term goals were. Their actions seemed to be their family, their children, their decisions, their goals, and were able to accomplish that without a lot of media intervention or from what it appears, not a lot of court, not a lot of emotion, at least in this process, right? Not to say that both of them are emotionless and didn't go through hurt and aren't hurting now, but this is essentially everything that I would love for you, my clients, my family, my friends, when they're going through a process to understand. And it is not easy. And so I want to stress that I am not in any way saying that you shouldn't have emotions or you shouldn't be emotional or any of those things. What I'm saying is there's a way to handle the business of divorce. And that's why I wanted to bring this up because I think they went through a lot of these steps and were able to get to the other side without hopefully spending a lot of money. They clearly spent less than what they would have potentially spent if they went through litigation and keeping their children first so the children don't have to go to school and hear about what was posted or discussed on social media. So I really commend them for that. And I commend anyone that can take a goal-oriented approach to finishing their divorce rather than the back and forth social media postings and that sort of thing. So I did in this podcast give you 10 steps to take to a more amicable divorce using Tom Brady and Giselle as our example letting us know that it can most definitely be done. So I commend them and I thank you for listening to Legally Uncensored. You can find us on all social media platforms, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram at Legally Uncensored. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to this podcast. And you can also let me know on any of those platforms what you want me to talk about. I would be more than happy to take a look at that and hopefully get your topic on this podcast. 